Welcome to the Law of Attraction in Action podcast. My name is Michelle Joy, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm here to inspire you to live amazing lives through the Law of Attraction and help you see how powerful you really are. In this podcast, you'll hear interviews, and I will give you inspirational talks on my Monday session. So thank you so much for joining me, and happy manifesting! Welcome to Love Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. My name is Michelle Joy and I am your host and today is our Monday solo session where I get to inspire you with using tips and tools around the Law of Attraction so you can have an amazing, miraculous life. So thank you for chiming in and I hope you're all doing well. I have to say I'm so on cloud nine and high vibration, which is crazy, crazy to be saying that with what's going on in this world. But I truly am. And I think a lot of that is because I finished my miracle videos, my 365 days in miracle videos. And I'm telling you, it is so freeing to be done with those. But the one thing that I keep coming to me, what keeps resurfacing and re again and again, is that those daily videos, that daily commitment to myself has truly, truly paid off. And in spite of what's going on in this world, I'm still in lots of joy. And I'm feeling even more love for everybody in spite of what's going on. And so it's just perfect timing for me to be teaching the book of joy. And the reason why I'm so excited about this is because what it teaches you is within our suffering is our joy. And so I feel like this is the perfect time to do this. I know for me, I want to be soothed in my suffering. When I'm going through a struggle, I go to my books, I go to listen to podcasts, or I go to, you know, people I admire, and I just listen and I feel my heart and I feel my mind. I feel my, you know, people who inspire me. I have to keep filling myself up. So I hope you are doing the same. Again, I know there's a lot going on in this world and I'm not belittling what's going on, but what I encourage you to do is to do anything and everything possible to get into alignment and to raise your vibration, feel joy. Joy is how you get there. And that's why I'm talking about this, the book of joy, because joy is how we get ourselves into alignment. And when we are in alignment, we match up with source energy, like Abraham Hicks always says, and that is where the solutions are. That is where all those things we've been asking for. And especially, I have to tell you, especially in the big struggles, we are asking for something even bigger, right? The bigger the, the, the struggles, the bigger the problems, the bigger the ask. So just know that this whole world may feel like it's falling apart, but what it's doing, it's, it's putting out some huge, huge rockets of desire. And it is up to us to hear the inspiration of the universe. It is up to us to stay in our joy so we can be of better service to the world. It is not through fear. It is not through anger. It is not through any negative vibration, right? Those are downwards thoughts or up upstream thoughts, right? As Abraham says, we want to go downstream, let go of the oars and see what the universe is offering us. Because I do believe with all my heart that there are solutions to the world. And I believe it is through people like you who are listening to this, who have the ability to hear that inspiration, but we must get into a place of joy. So I'm absolutely giving you permission to be in joy. I'm absolutely 
encouraging you to recognize what's going on. See, this is the thing. I'm not saying don't become aware of what's going on, but we're going to transmute it. We're going to look at it from a different vantage point. So for the next four Monday solo sessions, I'm going to teach from the book, the book of joy, um, but also give my own perspective on um, what I, in my own experiences and how I can really help you relate to it even better. So, and again, if you've not read the book of joy, I highly recommend it. I know I mentioned it in my last solo section, but um, I'm excited for you to follow along with me and to really raise your vibration and help the world. So, and please reach out to me if you need more support in this. If you're like, Michelle, I'm really struggling. I don't know how to get out of this. Please reach out to me. You can go to my website at michelle-joy.com and click on a free discovery session, or you can message me on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, And then you can also email me at michelle at loamiraclemindset.com. But I am truly here for you. And I know we're going to get through this and we're, we're going to just thrive. We are going to absolutely thrive. And it's because more people are waking up. More people are realizing how important it is to be in high vibration so we can connect with that energy of, of spirit and of all the great inspiration. I'm telling you, anytime I get into that joyful place, I, I connect with amazing people. I find that... Um, there's more happy faces than sad faces. That's because like attracts like energy and that's what I'm attracting. And the more of us that get together who are in that positive, high vibrating, in alignment space, the more change we'll truly make. So um, so anyway, I'm really excited to do this session, this, these next four with you, and I hope you enjoy it. So please give you know, email me if you have any questions or you want to know more. Um, again, I'm here for you and I keep emphasizing that, but I really am. <laughs> so anyway, okay. So what we're going to start with, well, first let me tell you in the book, they divide it into the eight pillars. And again, this is an interview with the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu and, um, Mark Abrams. Is it Mark? Douglas Abrams, sorry. He is the author and I do Audible and I love, um, they actually hire people that make them sound like the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. So you really get the feel for it. Um, but it's such a lovely, playful interview, but it also has so much insight. And again, if there's anyone I'm going to listen to about suffering, it is the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu because they have been through so much. You know, the Dalai Lama had had to flee from Tibet to save his people and went to India to Dharamsala. And he's still trying to fight and find ways in a peaceful way to um, bring back Tibet. But you know, it's been going on for many, many years. And um, since I think he was 15 years old, and now he's 80. So long time, he's been in exile in Dharamsala in India. But um, the Desmond Tutu also lived through the apartheid and had been through so much. So talk about two incredibly inspiring people. But the one thing that I've always loved, I've always been a fan of the Dalai Lama, but listening to the Desmond Tutu, they are both so playful and so joyful. And that's in spite of what they've gone through. And that's the thing I want in my life. I've always, I had a picture of Dalai Lama up in my, my work um, space when I was in hospice. And I actually had a Dalai Lama in my refrigerator when I first had my awakening. Like the Dalai Lama is what I wanted to be like. And mostly because he's so joyful. He's so joyful. I've seen videos and I've seen interviews of him and he's just 
joyful. And that's where I want to be. So anyway, back to the book. So there's eight pillars. We're going to talk about two per podcast. Um, so we're going to break it up, like I said, into four podcasts. Um, but let me first go over the first, the eight, and then we're going to talk about the two we're going over today. So the eight pillars of joy are, one is perspective. There are many different angles, right, to any situation. So perspective. Two is humility. Um, I try to look at look humble and modest. So again, we're going to go into more detail. And when I teach these, this isn't an order. I'm going to kind of do from my own heart space what I feel is right. So um, three is humor. Laughter, joking is so much better, right? And that is why we need to, um, you know, make fun of ourselves all the time. That's what they talk about too. But I'll, again, we'll, we'll get more depth with that. Um, four is acceptance. The only place where change can begin is truly through acceptance. Five is forgiveness, freeing ourselves from the past, right? That's a big one. Six is gratitude. I am fortunate to be alive, right? So this, we're going to go into more depth with that. Seven is compassion. Um, something we want to um, become, right? More compassionate. And then nine is I'm sorry, eight is generosity, where, where we're filled with joy. So today I'm going to talk about perspective and acceptance. And again, that just felt light. That felt like that was where um, those two really went well together. Because I've again, I find when I go through my own struggles, the first place I go to is perspective. Okay, how can I take the seemingly hard situation and turn it around, look at it from different angles. Cause what happens, we get into very black and white thinking, right? We think there's either this way or that way. And that's all we have. And when we look at things from a different perspective, it really shifts the energy. Like almost immediately, I find there's no other thing in my opinion that can shift me so, so quick than a perspective shift. So the Dalai Lama calls um, perspective is actually, he calls it a wider perspective. Scientists call it self di self distancing. I love that distancing from yourself. And the Desmond Tutu calls it God's eye perspective. So one thing I was thinking about with perspective and why I wanted to bring this up, and I'm going to use this actually with what's going on with this world, um, especially with George Floyd, because I know that's something that's come up with a lot of people with the black rights. And for one thing, I want to say what happened to him was absolutely horrible. And I feel for all his loved ones and I feel for all the people who feel scared right now. But the one thing that I um, sat with and I, I listened to Abraham Hicks, as many of you do, and you may have heard the interview with uh, Abraham is a more recent one. So that's why I called it an interview. It felt like an interview because it was more like, you know, Abraham was talking about Esther, like, OK, this is what Esther's going through. Well, in that um, YouTube, they talked about how actually Jerry came through to Esther because she was really scared and really sad about what's going on and the riots and, you know, just this brutal murder of George Floyd. And what Jerry said as he came through, because as you know, if you're an Abraham fan, Jerry had passed over uh, how many years ago. But um, and so he came through, he says, it's better than it was. It's better than it was. And what I love about that is what he was saying. He's born in 1929 and he had seen where black people had zero rights. They weren't allowed to vote. They weren't allowed to, you know, use same restrooms. There was a lot of horrible things that they couldn't do, but it's gotten better. And so what I liked about hearing that and what the perspective on life right now <clears throat> is there is a broader 
view. And so again, that's to that God's eye view, what, what Desmond Tutu calls it, because that to me resonates the most, is when you look at it from that broader, bigger perspective and just say, well, there's something really great that's going to be birthed through this. This is why I love Abraham too, is that step one, there's that contrast. There's something really bad that happened. And the energy of the world is, I really, really don't want this, but what I do want is that, right? It's that that rocket of desire is being shot up. So to me, that's a really great perspective shift is like, this is horrible, but you know what, what's going to come out of this is going to be a something really great because there's so much energy in this world. So many, ah, so many rockets of desire being shot out that in that moment, I don't feel sad anymore. I feel empowered because I think, wow, we are really going to make some big changes in this world. And it, we already have what Jerry was saying it's better than it was. We Things are already better. You see throughout time, they're getting better and better and better. And it may not feel like that for many of you. You're like, what do you mean, Michelle? It's horrible out there. But truly, that God's eye perspective, it is getting better. So one thing at the end of the book, which I love, is they actually give... Um, some practices on how to get through and how to use these pillars, right? And so on perspective, I just want to talk about what they're recommending. But the one thing, so they first say, think about a problem or situation you're facing, right? And then describe your problems as if it were happening to someone else, like using your name rather than words, I, me, or mine. So it kind of pulls you away from it, right? And then third, imagine this problem from the perspective of a week, a year, or even a decade from now. Will this issue or event still have an impact on you? Will you even remember it? Will you have learned from this experience? And that's the thing. I think the greatest thing about challenges is what we can learn from them. And so if you take a scenario and say, instead of saying, oh, this is horrible, we can say, how could we learn from this? And that is a huge perspective shift, right? And so one of the last things is that God's eye view, like I mentioned before, and the or the universal perspective. And so what the book says, it says, see your fears and your frustrations from this point of view, like that universal, like big picture, right? Now see all of the other people who are involved as having equal value and being worthy of love and respect. Then ask what will serve the whole. And so again, this is that. This is why I think we all came into this world, all of us who are awakening, that is the view that we will be taking. The more awake you become, the more you see it in that God's eye view, because I don't want anyone to suffer. So it's more than just finding peace within myself. I want to find peace in the whole, in the universe for all loving people, all, all beings. So the next pillar I want to talk about is acceptance. I know for me, when I accept a situation, I find peace. And really that is where we all want to be, right? Is in a peaceful state of mind. And also because law of attraction, we attract what we are thinking about, right? We are attracting how we are feeling, your, our emotional guidance scale. When we get to a place of acceptance, it actually releases all that negative energy and the acceptance brings you up to your vibration and puts you in the vortex and oftentimes gets you feeling good. And that's when you can get inspired. But acceptance is something that we should practice with all things, right? So one thing that the Dalai Lama says, any possibility of joy requires an acceptance of reality. As the Archbishop and the Dalai Lama both explain, this is the only place from which one can start to work for change, personal or global. And so they say the best way to come to acceptance is through the practice of meditation. And here's why. 
when we are meditating, we look at our thoughts and we realize our thoughts are just that. They're just a thought. They're not real. Like oftentimes what we're thinking about something and we get all emotional. I know when I meditate and I'll think of something come up and I will stop and I will notice in my body how I feel tense if I'm thinking of something negative or something that happened yesterday or a week ago or a month ago. Like whenever we think of thoughts from our past or worries about our future, oftentimes it shuts us down. And so when you start to meditate, you start to realize that those are just thoughts. Then when something comes up, you go, okay, this thought is really making me stressed. And you go, oh, well, it's just a thought. There's nothing to it. The only moment I have is right now. And so when you accept that your thoughts are what are making you feel miserable, then you can notice, just let them go because in, through meditation, you can pay better attention. So let me go over briefly one of the meditations that they recommend because I think it's really good. And I'm going to say what it is. I'm not going to ask you to actually do it right now, but just the step-by-step -step and you can come back and listen again. But the first thing is, you know, of course, sit comfortably, close your eyes and take several long deep breaths, you know, to relax your body and then pay attention to what you hear around you. Like pay attention to the noises, the sounds, just really just get hyper aware of that. And then release your focus on your breath. And while staying in the present moment, notice as any thoughts or feelings arise. So that's when you just start paying attention to those thoughts, right? You know, a lot of times in meditation, we're like, okay, I want to be clear of my thoughts. Well, that's really hard. And what I find is sometimes more useful is to pay attention to our thoughts and go, wow, I didn't know that's coming up. Let's just watch it. And so it says, as the thoughts come up, let them float away without judging them or getting caught up in them. So again, part of the acceptance is non-judgment, is to let it go. And then it says, think of a situation that you're having a hard time accepting and remind yourself that this is the nature of reality. When you have a difficult situation, that's going to happen. It's just life just to know we all suffer. This is an inevitable thing. And when you understand that, you can find a way of just reminding yourself this is sometimes this happens. This is a step one, right? This is the Abraham step one. And then um, acknowledge the fact that you cannot know all the factors that have led to this event. So you got to just let go of how it happened, right? You, you didn't know. Again, this is something if you feel bad about something you did. Um, accept what has happened has already happened. That there's nothing you can do to change the past, right? You cannot, as much as we, our brains feel like we want to, we can't change the past. And I always think of, you know, movies, when you're watching movies, you know how it's going to end, or maybe you've seen it before, and you still get a like, oh my gosh, run away, run away, don't stay there. But you know they're not going to run away, right? <laughs> I do that. I'm like, come on, move. And I, I've seen the movie, and I know they're not going to move. But um, that's, that's part of what we do with our past. We like, oh, I wish I could change it. But when you accept, you cannot change it you will find more peace. And then remind yourself, in order to make the most positive contribution to the situation, I must accept the reality of its existence. Whew, that's a hard one to swallow, but it is so true. Just say, this is my reality. And again, I've been struggling this with COVID. I'm like, no, this cannot be. I don't want this world to be in this pandemic. I don't like it, you know, and yet... I was going miserable when I was trying to fight the reality. It is a reality. There's nothing I can do about it. So when I accepted it, I found more peace. And I, I really shifted. The acceptance in this and all that's going on was huge for me. 
And then lastly, when you also choose to recite or reflect on one of the following two passages. So these are really good passages. One was from the Dalai Lama, which says, if something can be done about it, what need is there for dejection? And if nothing can be done about it, what use is there for being dejected? And then lastly, there's a serenity prayer, which is, I'm sure a lot of people know about this. Um, it's used in AA, but this is when um, the Desmond Tutu recommended is God give us the grace to accept with serenity that things that cannot be changed, courage to change the things which should be changed, and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. So as you can see, perspective shift and acceptance to me are some of the most powerful ways to get through our pain and our suffering. And, you know, when you look at things differently, it is going to help you find peace. And when you get it to that peaceful state, you will actually be better inspired and have more love and more compassion, right? We're going to get down to compassion later. But I think having that perspective, having the acceptance, this is why I put these two together. I think to me, they go really well together because in accepting our situation, accepting what is will help you then stop fighting like, well, I wish it could be this or why can't it be that? That that in itself takes a lot of energy, right? To find that. But when you sit there and say, I just accept what is and um, I'm going to find a peace around that. It's huge. It's huge. So um, anyway, so I hope these two helps help you right now. I hope it helps you in your life. Um, please, again, give me a shout out if you need more support in this. And again, I'm sending you all so much love. Love is something that gets me going in life, right? That love is how I have survived all of this because I focus the love on people. I see love versus hate. And it's a choice. It's a choice I make every day is to see love. And so I hope you all see love too. And um, again, find ways to make it a challenge for yourself to find, take a situation like, okay, how could I change my perspective on this? How could I look at it differently? And one of the last things I want to say when I was um, training in my soul coaching, one of the things we did is a timeline of our lives. And this is to having a perspective shift of your life. But it was truly a game changer for me because I was, I felt like a victim as a child. I was, you know, ignored with youngest of six. My mom was never around, but I used to be really bitter towards my siblings because they were, you know, older and they were teenagers. They didn't want to take care of their little sister and they were upset about the divorce. And, but I, at the time was so upset. I just walked away from Denver when I was 19 years old. I, took each time that I thought was bad and I turned it around. And so what I realized that them ignoring me made me more resilient. I was a very courageous person and I, I became goth, you know, in eighth grade, if you don't know my story. And I did it because I felt the strong desire to stand out, but it's helped me in my life now because now I'm not afraid to stand out. I'm not afraid to be different. So you see, there's a perspective shift when I just saw that my life was actually divinely orchestrated and I needed this family and I needed the situation to make me the person I am today. Use that forward in any area of your life. You know, just a scenario comes up like, okay, what can I learn from this? How can I grow? What's the silver lining? But trust me, there's no bad things. Abraham would say there's no bad things. There's only contrast. There's only rockets of desire being shot out. And within that is the beautiful world that is being 
prepared for us by the universe and that's just waiting for us to get in the place of joy so we can reach it. So I hope this helps. I hope you find your joy. I love you so much and happy manifesting. Thank you again for listening and joining me on my podcast. If you want to learn more about me, please go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And on there, I have lots of goodies, including guided meditations and inspirational posts and blogs. And of course, I'm here to help you as your coach. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.